0: Okay, so I know everything that's going on and I just have to say to all the listeners, I don't do pop culture. I don't deal with that kind of shit. But this story, and I know you agreed with me, is so frustrating from a recovered sex and love addict that nobody's calling this shit that they both are sex and love addicts. Shh. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Breanne Davis Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. You'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave, or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Oh my God! Today, my guest is Rebecca. Now, Rebecca, I have a question for you. Dun dun dun! What is your
1: secret? I had a one-night stand with Tom Sandoval 18 years ago when he had a girlfriend.
0: (gasps) Son of a nutcracker. He's been doing it for a long time. (laughs) Almost two decades. (laughs) Two decades. Okay, before we get into it, when did this happen? Where did it happen? What? (laughs) Yeah, I
1: know. So...
0: I met him originally in Miami.
1: I lived in New York before and I used to go to Miami a lot. And I want to say this was 2003 or 2004. Okay. And I was drinking very heavily, met him at a club with, I was there with my sister. Mm -hmm. And I remember it's fuzzy because I was very, very drunk. This is before I got sober. Mm -hmm. And I met him and a bunch of uh, his friends at a club and we thought he was cute. So we, you know introduced introduced ourselves and then he yeah. said, you know, come hang out with us. And I remember like him popping champagne bottles and spraying it, which he still does. Wow. And yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember who else was with him, but I know that he lived with Jax at the time. Okay. So he might have been there. I just don't remember. I don't I didn't know him then. So we didn't hook up with him that night. Um, but nothing happened. So then fast forward maybe a year. And at, at by this point, me and my sister had moved to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. and this is like the height of my drinking this is the most one of the most drunk nights I've ever had like it sticks out as really out of control like very very out of control and I went to a liquor store and I remember these guys coming in and thinking I was funny because I was drunk and then they were like do you want to go come to a house party with us and like an idiot I was like sure and I went to this house party I don't know whose house it was where it was what part of town like no clue no
0: memory so scary I'm like so scared for you right now (laughs) I know
1: but it was like a legit you know typical Hollywood house party with a couple of another another reality star so there was probably you know some like celebrities or Mm -hmm. you know well-known Hollywood people at this party Mm -hmm. and um I I remember seeing Tom sort of remember Mm -hmm. and going up to him and I'm like oh it's Tom Sandoval where you know, I met him in Miami. man. I remembered him because, you know, we thought he was really cute. Mm-hmm. And I guess I went up to him and was like, do you remember me and my sister? She looks like a lot like me. And he said yes. And then I guess we were talking and I said something like, my sister thinks you're really hot. Can I bring you home to her? Oh, we live God. together. Can I bring you home for her? Like like, like a, a present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Here's your party favorite. Enjoy.
1: (laughs) Okay. I remember going home and uh, me and my sister had lived together at the time, but she wasn't home for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So I said something like, well, I can't let you go to waste. (gasps) Yeah. That's a line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he, I mean, he was like completely unfazed by like whoever, whatever. I was like, yeah, I can't let you go to waste. So like, do you want to go upstairs? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I just remember thinking, okay, that was, that was easy. Mm-hmm. And cause at the time I was very like, I treated men like conquests, and I was very, you know, into male models since I had lived in New York. He was mm-hmm. just another male model. So we went upstairs, you know, did the deed. I sort of remember either I told him first that I had a boyfriend. Okay. He told me that he had a girlfriend and it was very like, matter of fact, like no guilt about it. She's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. Oh yeah. I have a boyfriend. And then we, like, it was sort of right before the act. Yeah. And then we did. And it wasn't, it didn't take very long. It didn't last very long. It wasn't very, nothing to write home about from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I got his number because I gave it to my sister later, which is so weird and
0: twisted. It's so weird and twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. An, here's here's an active here's. alcoholic. Yeah, here's, here's, here, I just left with him. Your turn, sis.
1: Like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, uh, sorry, like you weren't home, but you know, she, she didn't care. And so he he left and then I hadn't seen him since. I haven't talked to him. I didn't ever text him. Okay,
0: so I know everything that's going on and I just have to say to all the listeners, I don't do pop culture. I don't deal with that kind of shit, but Mm -hmm. this story, and I know you agreed with me, Mm -hmm. Is so frustrating from a recovered sex and love addict that nobody's calling this shit that they both are sex and love addicts. Exactly. Oh, it's so frustrating. (laughs) And why did you, why did you reach out to me about it? Because I want to hear it from your point of view because you slept with him.
1: Yes, because I've been watching the show, obviously. And Mm -hmm. I actually started watching because I recognized him on the commercials. Mm-hmm. After I had slept with him, this was about, I don't know, it was years before Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole case just fascinated me for so many reasons, as it does pretty much the, the rest of America and yeah. so many other people beyond. And it's just so layered and it's so interesting why it's captivated so many people, considering cheating is not an uncommon thing, you know, uh, especially on Bravo, especially on Vanderpump Rules. It's like what the... Show was based on. Yeah. So I really wanted to share that aspect of it and talk about how this is a pattern. Like mm-hmm. he just found out, but this is happening 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, I got sober. You know, I'm in SLAA. I've identified as a sex and love addict. So I just see so many things that people are not really talking about.
0: Yeah. And society is missing. It's almost like a secret society mm-hmm. is keeping from our human race, because the number one thing people want is love and affection and attention and intimacy. But majority of humans are terrified of it. So we go from person to person to person doesn't really even matter who they are to get this need filled. And we're all just like running around like toddlers wanting, wanting, giving, giving, giving. And here's a example of two people willing to blow up their whole fucking life. Exactly, for that little thing where they think it's everything, it's that like exactly. roller coaster <gasps> intensity passion. So let's break it down. So when you okay. are watching it, and mm-hmm. I know you've listened to a lot of other podcasts, I mean, yes. jlo's talking about it, like jlo, yep. like that's crazy. Yep. it's in Time magazine. It's in variety. It's in every mm-hmm. like major
1: publication. It sort of transcended the Bravo and reality show Universe. And there's a reason why I think it's relatable to so many people, but they can't quite put their finger on why.
0: Yeah. So what is other podcasts saying that's making you frustrated as a recovered sex and love addict?
1: I don't, I just don't think that they're touching on that aspect. I think they're more Mm -hmm. focused on it's like black and white. It's a betrayal. It's obviously, but they're not going into the nuances of like what Tom might be feeling or where he might be coming from or, what's going on with Raquel, mm-hmm. um, you know, what their histories and their childhoods might've been like. Um, and the, one of the most interesting things about it is that Ariana, it turns out knew about Miami girl yep. and was protecting him. And there's just so many aspects about their relationship that I relate to in other relationships as well, mm-hmm. sort of the manipulation and the, narcissism, not to, you know, diagnose anyone, although I used to be a therapist, but there's just so many things that people are missing. I've heard a couple of podcasts Mm -hmm. coming at it from a psychological and um, intuitive, empathic sort of way, Mm -hmm. but most of the podcasts are, are missing that.
0: Well, they're just ragging on him. And listen, I'm speaking from a place where I was a cheater. Cheated all the time, go from person to person, overlap them. So I'm Mm -hmm. coming it from, and listen, I was a piece of shit. I will say that I was in my addiction. It was all about me, selfish, self-involved, fill me up, give me attention, give me what I need. In the moment, the high wore off and the excitement, I would start looking for somebody else. Like I'm familiar, (laughs) right? So I have no judgment on Tom. And then I'd also know, and we, you and I have talked about this before a long time ago is like, well, not a long time ago, but when it came out, we said, listen, poor Ariana, she is the victim, but she She also has a place. Yes. When someone cheats, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me, when someone cheats, it takes those two people in the relationship to actually make that happen. There Correct. is, she avoided the red flags. She Still, made yeah. excuses. She kept a yep. secret, a
1: huge secret
0: for seven years that and sort of lied about it. Two women, yeah. Yeah. So she she missed those signs. And mm-hmm. and then to when the intimacy is going away, which she said our intimacy has been bad. Yeah. When that starts to break, you're responsible to repair it. Yes.
1: And, and she we she tried, but we don't really know what happened.
0: Yeah, she should have. But here's the thing. Then she could say something's missing. Something's going on. You're staying out late. You're not home. You're not spending that much time with me. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. flag. Yes.
1: And we've all done it. We've all ignored red flags and wasted years doing that. And then we're blindsided. And then we're like, what happened? But, you know, in hindsight, we can see all the red flags that were there and that we maybe willfully ignored.
0: So I did read something I want to tell you and see your take on it that, you know, he's a narcissist. Listen, Mm -hmm. I had narcissistic tendencies. I'm not a narcissist, but I have them. And Mm -hmm. we're not saying he is. And then she she did a post a while ago, Raquel, that she was going to codependency 12 step program CODA. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, "Mm, it's not really a CODA situation because I, I pulled up some of the things is that you will still see a person that's destructive to you. So there's something in her. So that's like, uh, the question, there's 40 questions in Slaw. And one of them is, do you find yourself unable to stop seeing a specific person, even though that person is destructive to you?
1: Yeah. And she did this with James too. I mean, James mm-hmm. was destructive in a totally different way, but she mm-hmm. seeks these men out that are very strong personalities and possible narcissists and, you know, manipulative and they're, they're very different in the way that they sort of abused her, but Mm -hmm. they both were pretty toxic for her.
0: Yeah. They're overwhelming. She loses Mm -hmm. her sense of self in the relationship.
1: Yes. And maybe she feels stronger having someone like that at her side because she's (laughs) not strong on her own. And, and she, she's kind of fascinating. Like she has a lot of, Oh Yeah. uh, history that you know she was adopted by her aunt and the way abandonment abandonment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: rejection Um, from her birth mom yep yep Mm -hmm. not
1: Mm -hmm. even though she would probably deny it because the way that she frames it is really interesting she said something like um my birth mom was kind enough to give me to her sister essentially because she couldn't conceive and she does, she framed it in a way that's a very pageant answer. Yes. And then the pageant is a whole, that pageant world is a whole other animal where, you know, she, she grew competed up, against competed, other women, against other women, mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. this perfectionism, which is why I think a lot of times she seems rehearsed and very stoic and very, you know, put together, but there's nothing, you know, there.
0: Well, here's number 14 is, do you feel desperate for a lover? or a future mate. It's like, instead of going outside this group, she went inside the circle and saw, oh, here's, they have a house, they have this, this is what I want. Oh, and he's like a rock star now. Because here's the other thing I want to say, Uh, one of the huge characteristics for sex and love addicts, and I love this characteristic, it's my favorite, but we assign magical qualities to others. We idealize and pursue them and then blame them for not fulfilling Mm -hmm. our fantasies and expectations. And I believe both of them do that. Both of them did
1: that. Like for her, for him, he was the answer to his midlife crisis. He made her feel, him feel, she made him feel seen. She made him feel, special and yes you heard and validated she's <laughs> very, yeah she's very different than ariana ariana will tell it like it, it is and she will just be like you know heart eyes and just like very admiring of him and that's what he needed at that time if he is a narcissist that's what he's gonna want he's gonna want someone oh, adoring yeah. him, admiring yes.
0: him.
1: but, but did she th- really see him i don't know
0: no, she doesn't. So that's no. the thing. Even when they're talking to each other, because we, you and I just looked at some of the reunion, even when they were in that Winnebago or away from the set, they were talking to each other. It's almost like they weren't even seeing each other. It was yeah. re- it was really interesting to watch. It was like their eyes were glazed over. So it's almost yeah. this false form of intimacy that I was seeing that they didn't even seem like they actually knew each other or yes. that they've had sex before. Yeah. And it's even, even when people I, I go, I used to work as an actor, I go on sets and I would know who's fucking who, like you're fucking the hair person, you're with the extra, you're doing this because you can mm-hmm. feel that energy, but something yeah. in them. And it wasn't because the cameras were on them because you can still see it because we could see it before. There's something where they used each other for false intimacy and it's actually not there. Yeah. They don't you really see that too.
1: I did. I mean, at both scenes that we saw of them together, pretty much everyone is saying that they were, it was weird. It was awkward. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most people chalked it up to, and they could chalk it up to, there's cameras there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't see the connection, the intimacy, the love,
0: the... But they've had the cameras camarades. for a long time. So they're right. used to cameras, you know, it's not yeah. like somebody new.
1: Yeah. But it was a secret that was being exposed and finally filmed. And so I'm sure they didn't know how to, how to act, but I didn't see any connection or... Mm -mm. intimacy or you know literally could
0: you see them having an affair for for seven months i did not feel that intimacy at all it was almost like evaporates and i think that's what i wanted to say to you too and see if you agree is when we love secrets and lies like Mm -hmm. we the dirtier the dark we get to fester in secrets and lies and when it comes to light it never lives up to the fantasy
1: you could see that it, it the mm-hmm. magic was gone. The bubble was burst. You could see that in the trailer. It's like, now, oh, consequences now. it's real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we're not in this little secret, exciting, you know, forbidden mm-hmm. bubble anymore. Now everyone else is involved, and it's ugly, and it's yeah. real life. And like Ariana even said, you know, wait till she starts having real demands and expectations. Of a girlfriend, she's not going to be so cool and exciting then. And you know, that's that was Ariana's experience. It's the same pattern, yeah. repeated.
0: Yeah, and listen, she Ariana could have a little, you know, love addict in her. And I believe most of society has this because we all yearn to be loved. But I wanted to he- read this characteristic. We feel okay. empty and incomplete when we are alone, even mm-hmm. though we fear intimacy and commitment. We continually search for relationships and sexual contacts. Absolutely. I mean, how many <laughs> stories have we... I've heard much more stories about him all been cheating a lot, like yeah. el- 11, 12 people. So this is something where he's going into, we call it relocating, where you go to other locations yeah. and you find people to intrigue with or flirt mm-hmm. with or like hook up with and then you yeah. leave them there. Yeah. I mean, I think did she did that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Go I mean, ahead. Sorry. Was- No, that's okay. This is 18 years ago. And he had a girlfriend then. And then the next time I saw him, he had he was with Kristen. That was five or six years. They lived together, very Mm -hmm. codependent, cheating on her the whole time. And then he went right from that to Ariana. And then he cheated on her from the beginning, whether you want to call it cheating or not. Miami girl. Um, And then, you know, I I believe there are way more than two or three that he's admitting to. Oh, 100
0: percent. A hundred percent. I would give money on it because what happens is this is a progressive disease. It's a thinking mm-hmm. disease. It's actually not mm-hmm. about the other person. It's no. we think and we it progressively gets worse. So the higher the stakes mm-hmm. means you've been doing it a long time. And here's the stakes: it was her best friend, seven months on television. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna for them to even think. And she even said in the interview. I Mm -hmm. thought it would be okay with Ariana. I thought they would break up. Then him and I could start dating. That was my reality. And in my head, I was screaming, no, that was your fucking fantasy. Yeah, delusional. That is like how toxic and how this disease will make you think the craziest things will work out and they won't. Yeah,
1: I wonder if she thought that because that's exactly what happened with... Kristen and Ariana's overlap, (laughs) like, you know, he came on the reunion, he had, oh, we didn't see this, but he'd broken up with, uh, with Kristen. And then now he's with Ariana and maybe she thought that their situation would play out the same way if they weren't caught. That's what would have happened. They would have, he would have broken up with Ariana and then next reunion, they would, oh, they would be together next season maybe. And everybody would just accept it eventually. That's what she thought. And she, I think she even said that I was living in my own little world. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, even Lala also pointed out that um,
0: living in fantasy that she thought it was going to work out. I mean, even Randall, I've met him and gone in for him and castings and stuff. And it's like I smelled him from a mile away of also having this problem. Let's just get to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody said maybe it was it was Ariana. She said, you know, the way that he talks about her Mm -hmm. is the way exactly the way that he talked about me in the beginning. And so many like i mean i've looked at scenes that are like almost identical of what he said about kristin we're yeah. not having sex she cringes when i touch her you know we were basically roommates mm-hmm. and he's saying the exact same things about ariana so it's a pattern yeah. of over i mean that's 15 years right there
0: well here, here's here's the third characteristic and this one is like gonna like nail him the- Ding, ding. It says, period, emotional and sexual deprivation. So he felt he had emotional deprivation and sexual deprivation. We compuls- We compulsively pursue and involve ourselves in one relationship after another, sometimes mm-hmm. having more than one sexual or emotional liaison at a time. So mm-hmm. that's that overlap. It's like, mm-hmm. can't be alone. I'm, I'm, I'm empty. I'm empty. Fill me up. I, give me mm-hmm. the sexual needs. Give me, you know, the emotional needs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There, it's like leapfrogging from one thing to another. Like I've never seen, I mean, this, again, this is like two decades of, from what I've i seen and from what I know of the exact same thing. Like mm-hmm. I can I can't be alone. I can't be alone. Can't mm-hmm. be alone. I need that girlfriend, but I also need that excitement. On the outside.
0: Yeah. And here's Raquel's one. We confuse love with neediness, physical and <laughs> sexual attraction, pity or the need to rescue or be, or rescued. be rescued. Yeah. With so James, I think
1: she was trying to rescue
0: him. Yeah. But here's the thing. She was trying to rescue Sandoval from his mm-hmm. relationship with Ariana. And then mm-hmm. she want to be rescued by him in her loneliness mm-hmm. And yeah. her, she couldn't sit with inside herself. And we forgetting she hooked up with that other married guy before. And yeah. Schwartz and we, oh yeah. No yeah. Schwartz. And then Oliver, the one before. Oliver. Yes.
1: I mean, she went from Peter to Oliver to Schwartz, which I think, you know, was a decoy set up something, you know, it was either production or Sandoval trying to cover his tracks or she was trying to make him jealous. That I'm I think not both. Sure.
0: I actually yeah. think both.
1: Yeah. Because he wasn't committing. I mean, I think they what we're hearing is completely different than what they they were talking about behind closed doors and what they had planned. Like maybe I mean, there's a theory that she was with Sandoval when she was with James and they that's why she broke up with him. She broke the engagement off because it was kind of out of nowhere.
0: Well, if and he was then- paying for their engagement which is very, very odd, very Very strange. It's almost like the seeds were being planted and it's like a type of, not grooming, but a type of grooming situation where you, listen, healthy people do not pick unhealthy people. So I always say when you do this work, anybody you choose right now is unhealthy because a healthy person Sees those signs, sees those boundaries, and will not will not put up with them. So anytime someone with these behaviors, who they pick, is just unhealthy. That's how exactly. I see it. Because here's the thing: Ariana did kiss him while he was with Kristen. There's that's a part of out. her that's unhealthy, and people yeah. aren't saying that. And listen, she is the victim. I feel yes. horrible for her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible. But she also played out the same pattern. Yep. I Stop mean she not saying that. <laughs>
1: no, not saying that. I mean it's interesting that she's so, you know, she's so the victim right now. Everybody feels so bad for her. Andy did touch on it a little bit in the reunion. He said, you know, listen, this is a room full of cheaters. Mm-hmm. Ariana, you kissed uh, Sandoval while he was with Kristen. Um and the thing is in rewatching the show, she's never once copped to that and said, I mean, she admitted it, but she never said yeah, that was wrong. I'm sorry, Kristen, that was wrong. That was still cheating. She always diminished it. She always, and by the way, I don't know if they just kissed, but even if they just kissed, that's still cheating. That's still, you know, doing the same thing that Ended up kind of happening to her, like a but a here's the
0: thing, they're drunk. not saying, my friend, they're mm-hmm. not saying they had an emotional affair already. Exactly. An emotional affair, they were best mm-hmm. friends. First of all, I'm I don't know about you, but I don't believe men and women if that's the sexual, mm-hmm. if that's who you're attracted to. I don't believe it's a healthy scenario to have a lot of guy friends or to have no. a guy best friend. No. I just don't. The energy no. exchange, usually somebody would fuck somebody. So there's it's not a real like friendship. So agreed. They were having an emotional affair. Yep, That's worse than kissing. Yeah. That's worse. And no one's saying that. No one's They're saying that. Kristen said that. I know it is. I mean,
1: Kristen said that in the reunion. She said, Well, you guys were having an emotional affair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think they kind of denied that, but it's pretty clear, you know, like I wouldn't want my boyfriend texting his friend who's really hot, who I'm threatened by. At, you know, three in the morning and saying what the th- certain things that they were saying, it's, it's inappropriate to say the least. And she, she never really, oh, neither of them ever caught to that. They just, you know, I, we're friends, we're friends. And then he said the same thing about Raquel. We're friends, we're friends. We're dancing at the Abbey at 2am. It's normal, but, you know, so,
0: no, it's not. No, it is not normal. Not. Whoever mm-hmm. you're hanging out, whoever's hanging out with somebody at 1 a.m. That is not a, a healthy situation in the no. dark is where things get fucked up. And here's yes. the one I want to say, because this is the characteristic for what mm-hmm. we're talking about is having few healthy boundaries. We mm-hmm. become sexually involved with and or emotionally attached mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. without knowing them. Knowing that. Mm-hmm. Now, he could say. Ariana and I knew each other back then. And it's like, no, you didn't. You worked behind a bar. Yes, you worked together. But do you actually know the person? Probably they trauma bonded. Probably they complained about Kristen and she felt closer to him. And they had this connection. Oh my God, I can't tell you if I hear one more person saying, oh, the connection. We were like, I've never connected to another person. I'm like, that's a bunch of BS.
1: She probably trauma bonded with him also because Mm -hmm. she had talked about in her last relationship she she dealt with a lot of emotional and verbal abuse and she was talked down to and her self-esteem was just obliterated so yeah they probably did trauma bond over these toxic relationships that they were in and she they both said that she said that over and over like I've known him for six years we've been friends for six years as if that sort of or no three years I think it was at the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as if that sort of overshadows the actual intimate relationship that Kristen had with him and they acted like they were, they knew each other on that intimate level because they were friends for three years. Yeah. And and it's not the same thing. They didn't know each other that way. So they said,
0: Listen, you don't even know the person that you're with sometimes for years. My husband and I have been together for 18 years and I still learn things about him. So if you think this overwhelming connection or you know this person, you Mm -hmm. do not. You no. do not ever. No. There's a part no. of us that is never fully. Yes, we're connected. I'm the most connected I've ever been. But I had years and years of therapy and work on myself and my intimacy and all of that. But Tom and Raquel are Tom and Ariana are all these scenarios. Mm-hmm. First of all, they don't know no. each other. You're living no. in an altered reality in general on television. Yeah. None yeah. of that is fucking real. I've been yeah. an actress for 20 something years. It is not real. None of yeah. it. Yeah. So they all live in fantasy. And these two people, let's say, took the fantasy to the next level and no one is calling it what it is. And now they say she's in a rehab or a mental facility. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? I want to know if you believe that.
1: I don't. Honestly, I don't. I I have no idea what's going on with her. I think it's probably a good thing that she's not in the public eye right now Mm -hmm. and in everyone's face like Sandoval is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, she's not flaunting whatever she's doing. I mean, it's good that she's out of the public eye in a way. I don't know where she is. Like maybe she's at a, maybe she's with her parents. Maybe she's at, cause she seems very, you know, reliant on them. And, mm-hmm. um, maybe she's at a spa that she's <clears throat> sorry, calling a wellness resort. Maybe she's, you know, there's a theory that she was pregnant. And so she's in hiding at her grandmother's house. I don't know. She's very, She's more of the mysterious piece for me. I can't, she's hard to read.
0: She is. It's that facade, yeah. it's that mask, it's, it's that facade, perfectionism. Yeah. Yep. It's the, it's the reflection
1: that all these men, because, you know, I look at it and I'm like, what are they getting from her? Because she's not, you know, as an audience, she's not even saying that much. She's not putting out that much. So I think that she's a reflection for all of these men. She's a mirror. It's, it's a mirror. She's a she's mirror. A mirror. Mm-hmm. She's a trophy. She's a mirror. I mean, like James, what did they talk about? They you don't really see them talking Mm-mm. about anything real. He was talking at her. He was sort of there for her to admire and cheer on. And I really think that you know his relationship with her was solely based on her looks and the fact that she was a beauty queen and a model. Well, then she and, got
0: her nose done, and he hated yeah, it. You know, yeah. So, and
1: he was like worried about that being ruined. And you know, and then like I think Sandoval just saw a blank slate, a mirror that he could project whatever on to her. And she could see him in a certain way that Ariana wasn't seeing him or at least act like she did. And so I think that's what all these men are sort of getting from her. She's a blank slate. She's a mirror. She's a, an admirer. She's a chameleon. She'll, you know, people have talked about how she changes the way she dresses based on mm-hmm. either who, who she's, she's, with, with, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. her style pages. And then Ariana straight up said she gets her identity from men.
0: Yep. And here's the thing. I, I'm just going to say, listen, I used to use people as a mirror too. I used to say, you can put a bag over their head. It's just what they reflect (laughs) back to me. Like make me feel great or, Uh you know, and give me what I need. And as soon as I'm done, I'm done. And he's already out there with some woman in Texas. I just saw like two days ago. So it's like, she, I hope to God, here's my hope. I Mm -hmm. hope to God she's at the Meadows, she's at Mm -hmm. Seasons, you know, there's not a lot of sex and love programs, there's not a lot of therapists or people that even work with sex and love addicts. So I, I'm praying to the gods just doing this work I'm doing that she comes out and says, I'm a sex and love addict. I know it's not an excuse. Everything I did, I'm staying single for a year. I'm making amends. I'm going to try to better myself. I'm going to look at why I look for all these unavailable men to fill me, to give me a validation and worth. And I'm really Mm -hmm. sorry to what I did to Ariana. I'm really sorry I even did that. I'm sorry for Tom. I'm sorry for this whole thing. Like I would actually be cheering her and saying, yay, listen, we all do shitty things. We all do things. We're not morally everybody. None of us should judge anybody else. We all do. People have a glass of wine or two and then go drive. How often does that Mm -hmm. happen? We all morally do things that don't align with our values. And I just hope she comes out of this AKA mental facility rehab Mm -hmm. and says that I literally would like start crying, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I definitely, I I definitely was hoping, honestly, there was this like fantasy in my head that Tom was even go Listen, I the therapist I'm working with. She said I have this problem. I filled out the forty questions, which you can go online, and I'm like, yeah. for me, I was thirty eight out of forty. And he goes, I have this number. I'm a sex and love addict. I know it's not an excuse. I'm sorry, I hurt. I'm going to go work on myself, but he's not doing that. exactly. He's not doing that. No, he's not doing
1: that. No, no, I don't see him doing that. I mean. I think he also needs to address his relationship to drugs and alcohol too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's an alcoholic, like I'm an alcoholic, but I definitely think that plays a huge role. And like, look at Lala, like she, she made a mistake. She got sober, Mm -hmm. you know, she's still not perfect, but she admitted everything that, you know, and that a lot of it was because of alcohol Mm -hmm. and alcoholism and she made amends and she's, she's changed. Like almost everyone on that cast, I say almost, Mm -hmm. Has changed over the last decade, Mm -hmm. has done a lot of work on himself. And the only one that's still doing the exact same thing is Sandoval. You know, I mean, Raquel's not been on it the whole time. And the other Tom, he seems like
0: stagnant and it's healing completely. It's almost sad to watch. Like he's actually getting used because you, we always have someone that holds our secret. Like we usually have one person that we give Mm -hmm. our secrets to. And that person, he's almost the codependent is what I feel. He's He's so codependent. He's codependent and the people pleaser. And Tom is, has the narcissistic sex and love addict tendency because it, it is a narcissistic love addict is a, a, a scientific proven term. And then we have mm-hmm. Raquel, who's like, I think, a full-blown love addict, full-blown sex and love addict. Yes, I agree. I'm We're probably more on the,
1: on the love <laughs> side. I know, I know. I'm like wary to diagnose them. But if I had to, I would say, you know, she's got attachment issues. Mm-hmm. She, 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 People say that she's a sociopath because she's, you know, not reacting to all these emotional moments. I think she's extremely dissociated. I do too.
0: I see I, her. She I like floats trauma. out of yeah. herself. Yes. She's not there.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's, you know, people say, oh, she's either dumb or she's a sociopath. I don't see mm-hmm. the sociopathy. Mm-hmm. I think she's just super just dis, dis, uh, disconnected mm-hmm. from her actions and she's just not there she's uh dissociated yeah. and I think that there was trauma in her past that she's nowhere near recognizing or or facing mm-hmm. um and I think that there's abandonment issues there's attachment issues there's trauma bonding there's you know uh people pleasing codependency there's so many things that people are just not even looking at with her because it's so easy just to vilify her and just call her a whore mm-hmm. and this and that but I think she's a very
0: complex case
1: person yeah (laughs) yes
0: like she's a great so I hope she comes in the rooms a part of me is like get in the rooms people there's so many in Los Angeles there's so many zoom Mm -hmm. meetings you don't even have to have on your camera and listen we have the most famous people come in and no one gives a fuck who you are get in the rooms. stop using Mm -hmm. other people take accountability Mm -hmm. and here's the last thing I do want to add what I we're running out of time but Ariana's already on the next relationship and I was like what the fuck is she doing I know I was really hoping for her because I'm single now I've gotten out of a
1: a toxic kind of codependent uh emotionally abusive relationship a year ago Mm -hmm. and I am thriving and I'm just loving being on my own and not caring about having a relationship and I was hoping for that for her because you see her thrive you see her thriving you see Katie kind of thriving and Um, Lala and, and you know Katie and Lala seem to be single and independent I thought that Ariana would just focus on herself her career making money you know working on herself as a person I did not expect her to be dating someone so soon and
0: that stupid fucking rule that I hear all the time to get over somebody Mm -hmm. you got to get under somebody else that's actually not how it works you take all that baggage all that insecurity all that trauma all that betrayal all of that the Mm -hmm. red flags you missed, Mm -hmm. all that stuff Mm -hmm. and you bring it into the next and I'm really hoping she stops because for us you're supposed to be single at least a year At least least a year, because it takes that long, especially after a nine year relationship to heal Mm -hmm. and look at why did I stay with this person? Why didn't I see those signs? What did I not want to look at? What in myself attached Mm -hmm. to this person that is so destructive on so many levels and wore his masks for nine Mm -hmm. years? They lived together. So I hope she ends it. I hope she stays single because I'm telling you the next person she picks is probably just as bad. Usually that's how it happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, people are saying, "Oh, he's a nice, he's such a nice guy." We don't know he's him. Not? I mean, people said that for about Tom for nine years. Like people I'm were sure saying, "You look he's like a nice a person," guy. and you are
0: all the yeah. And yeah. I, I definitely didn't look like a nice person. I was actually really mean. But you know what I mean. But <laughs> yeah. if she picked him and then immediately picks someone else, it's never a good sign. Like. You I and I would be like, Nope, if you're our sponsee, we'd be like, Nope, you're not seeing that nope. person. Nope, go work on yourself. Do some energy healing, yep. do some trauma work, do some DBT, do, do some EMDR, go, you mm-hmm. know, do the steps in slog, go work on yourself so you can mm-hmm. heal and then go out into yeah. the world and find someone that's healthy and not repeat yeah. these patterns.
1: Exactly. I mean, Tom dimmed her light, like people said, he he held her down, he kept her down, because that's what narcissists do for nine years. And this is her chance to thrive and like be her full self. And, you know, I hope she doesn't just end up in the same situation where somebody's suppressing her, Mm -hmm. and she has Mm -hmm. to dim her light again. Yep. You know, because that's happened, that's happened to me. And I'm single. I've been single for a year now since my last relationship. I feel really good. Yeah. I feel great. I don't feel dimmed anymore. Every day I sort of wake up thriving, rejoicing, so happy that I'm not in that situation. And I think that's why I'm connecting to this scandal so much because I'm praying for that, for these women. Yes.
0: That they for him. come out of these. I'm praying for him, yeah. dude. Like I, yeah. I'm all for all of them healing. And just so you know, people, I saw her in her hot mass express. And she is a different you are a different person, like night and day different person from the time you slept with Tom all those years ago to all the (laughs) chaos you created in your sex and love addiction to now Mm -hmm. is just it shows us that this actually works. And when you put a name to what's going on, then you can actually heal from it. So thank you so much for coming on. I adore you. You're welcome. I'm so grateful. I love you you too. And I'm just like, maybe we'll do this again sometime.
1: (laughs) I would love to. Thank you for having me.
0: And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at icloud.com. Until next time.